Nation, Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Trish McGregor. And Rob McGregor. And our tech magician, John Posey. You can go to our website, phenomena111.com, to find out about our nonfiction books, including the most recent one, Phenomena, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. And you can visit our blog at blog.synchrosecrets.com, where we make regular posts. Our guest today is Jerry Groth, a retired psychology professor and author who recently released quite a startling YouTube video, uh, came out in mid-June of this year. It's about the coronavirus, and it's very scientific, but this is the mystical underground, which means that there must be something uh, from the borderland of reality, the frontiers of science that is involved. And true enough, we are talking about the analysis of a mysterious crop circle designed in the detailed shape of the coronavirus. So welcome, Jerry. Welcome, Glad you're uh, joining us. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay. So before we get into this uh, new crop circle and your analysis, let's start right away with the big issue about crop circles. It seems that uh, for most people, one size fits all. In other words, if they read or heard about proof that hoaxers were behind the creation of a crop circle or many crop circles, they assume all crop circles are made by humans even the most complex and mysterious ones. How do you react to this belief, Jerry? Well, I, uh, I have a very intelligent friend uh, who's a specialist in UFO, UFOs, and he's very cynical. He completely disregards uh, crop circles. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he has exactly that rationale and going on in his head that you just mentioned. If one is a fake, then they're all fakes. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the people in the crop circle community can say, well, there are certain ways you can tell a crop circle is not a fake. Uh, there aren't any footprints. The, 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 the wheat or the barley are, is not exactly broken. It's crushed. Uh, there are dead flies who seem to be dead from radiation rather and heat that rather than anything else. They're in perfect, uh, you know, uh, they're not destroyed uh, organisms. They're just dead. They're frozen in place. And hmm. So in that microanalysis, you can do it. But I approached it differently. I said, you know, there are some circles that are so incredibly complex that the crop circle makers, these vandals that go out and make them, they're just not that smart. <laughs> so I started interviewing some of the um, underground crop circle makers. They're usually males. They're uh, usually in Britain. They're, I don't know, between 20 and 40. The original guys were older. And um, they think that they like to make crop circles where they disguise their footprints so people will think aliens made it. And <laughs> so it doesn't, uh, it complicates the picture, but they're just not that smart. If you start saying, well, listen, I see some quantum physics 
in this crop circle, they don't reply to you. They're gone. So <laughs> uh, uh, that I really think there's a, let's say that 70% of crop circles are man-made. I don't think it's that high. That leaves us 30% of about 4,000 crop circles uh, that we really need to start figuring out. And uh, they're extremely complex. They're not simple designs. And so um, so I wrote this book. Uh, uh, the title of it was called Messages from the Gods on the Origin, on the Extraterrestrial Origin of Crop Circles. And I had four, 44 crop circles in my book, which I thought were clearly from Egypt. So uh, that was that book. But this this crop circle we're talking about here is not in that book because this is really recent. Right. How did you first hear about this crop circle? I I was tired of crop circles. I didn't want to look at any of them. I finished my book last year. Then I looked at this and I said, what? and I looked at this splat and I thought, what? And God, that really sure looks like the coronavirus. Jeez. Hmm. You know, and I said, maybe I should uh, take a look and, and learn more about the coronavirus uh, in order to try to make an attempt at an explanation. You know, so if you are you looking at the crop circle? Yes. Uh -huh. now? Well, when you look at the center, you, those look like holes. Mm -hmm. so I thought the coronavirus doesn't have any holes in it. Yeah. But if you look closer, those are not holes. Those are tufts. Mm -hmm. If you get a, a close up view, those are little. Those are, it's raised. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. They look like you little know, islands. They look like little islands, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it, the, uh, I reversed the figure in ground, and I thought them as holes, but they're little islands. Mm. So then that uh, made the, the interpretation easier. Where is this uh, crop circle located? First, they wouldn't tell you. They really? thought it would grab, get too much attention from farmers uh -huh. or, or from uh, spectators yeah. uh, farm, farmer didn't want it so then it's it was in a place uh, i have to look it up on my computer it's in the near devises wiltshire in a place uh if you look at the crop circle connector that's one word crop circle connector.com uh -huh. they tell you the location okay oh, okay mm. is there anything around there that would uh, warrant that particular location for this crop circle? Any research on COVID or any? Well, uh, there's a lot of uh, crop circles in that area. It's a farming community. Okay. Uh, I, no, no landmarks nearby that would suggest anything like medical facilities that I know mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. So how was it found? How are these crop circles found, discovered? By the farmers? Uh, no. They don't like there are some very active uh, people who fly drones over the area and are constantly looking. Ah, hmm. okay. One of the most notable people is named Lucy Pringle, and she sells photographs of crop circles, and she's an expert at it and has documented them. You know, she documents them before the farmer plows them under. Right, right. Because often they do, because they're uh, angry at the people who made it. Right. So, uh, but Lucy Pringle is a very important person. You can read her books and get see her online. She, mm -hmm. uh, and there are other people who take pictures of it too. Yeah. So I, 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 I had to pay for the rights to publish oh. this. 
Really? Huh. Yeah. Because these are her photos? No, this is another guy named Nick Bull. And he took some nice drone footage of it. Hmm. So, uh, have they ever tried um, sending out drones during the night when these uh, are supposedly created to pick up uh, any lights or any uh, indication of the uh, crop circles being created? Well, there's a, there are a couple of videos on YouTube of people who say they've seen balls of light forming these crop circles. Yeah, I've seen them. people say, oh, that was photoshopped, you know, so... Right. How it's done. Yeah. How how, uh, how much did you know about the chemistry of COVID when you first saw this? Very I mean, you, you seem pretty knowledgeable. Well, I got I did I do my homework when I do these kind of things. So <coughs> I was working on another uh, thing on COVID, and I was getting smarter. But uh, this one actually, you know, I, I said, "What are those things uh, on the outside? They're called spike proteins." So. I was just a naive uh, observer, and then I started. Uh, there, there's, there you go. That was a good yeah. one. Good slide. Yeah, good so one. I, I thought, well, I better learn about COVID, and uh, you know, like this diagram, this medical diagram has got nine purple things, and I said, are there nine spike proteins? No, no, no. There are many spike proteins. So it just so happens that the medical diagram of COVID shows nine. And the, and the crop circle shows now. That's just mm. a coincidence. But no, it's not. That's synchronicity. I want to know, <laughs> yeah, know what is a spike protein? What's it do? Uh, it, that's the thing that infects um, the host cell. That's what attaches itself to your cell and then uh, fills your cell with RNA and kills you. But So mm. I learned all of that stuff in the process of studying this crop circle. Yeah, and there is... Um one thing that seemed wrong when you first looked at it, uh, when you're studying yeah. uh, about the uh, yeah that elongated details, piece. yeah that elongated piece in the lower part of the yeah. Photo. So I, I thought my first reaction was, well, if this was made by ET, <laughs> why did he make it incorrect? That crop circle is incorrect. It is not. I mean, the COVID virus does not have this blob at the bottom mm -hmm. sticking out. There is no really, really, really long spike protein. And I thought, well, what a stupid thing to, to do. Uh, and then I said, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Look inside this blob. You could show the other slide, maybe. Okay. You got um, another slide that yeah. looks inside. No, not that one, not that one. Oh, Look. this one. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, I, and I said, Oh my, that's not a blob. That's a magnification of a spike protein. Wow. Whoever made this, they they magnified it for us so we could look inside it. That's why it's so big. And it's got these eight little tufts inside. And I said, oh my God, I'm looking at a spike protein that has been magnified a hundred times. It's a hundred nanometers greater in size than the regular spike protein. Oh. And I said, these guys are really cool. Why would they do that? I think they want to direct your attention to the inside guts of one hmm. spike protein. And I thought, this is getting interesting, man. 
<laughs> so and then I started writing uh, people. What are those things? What are those eight things in there? What's inside of a spike protein? Why am I looking at one, two, three, four, either four, two sets of four or eight things in there? Well, I wrote to one professor, and he, I, of course, I never mention I'm interested in crop circles. Right. They'll think you're crazy. <laughs> they won't but answer I, you. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm a professor, you're a professor. Uh, what's inside of a spike protein? And if there were, uh, oh, well, I, I, I'm not telling this story correctly. I looked at that and I said, eight, spike protein eight. And then I started working on professional literature about spike protein, spike protein eight. And I discovered there's a thing called SP8, spike protein eight. And I said, oh, wow. And I started reading this literature that was totally over my head. It turns out that SP8 is a good spike protein that starts the human immune system working and defeats the virus. Huh. So are they offering a solution or a cure? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was ready to give myself a Nobel Prize. I said, <laughs> you are so smart. <laughs> then I looked at the, the article I was reading that was published in 2009, and it was about the wrong coronavirus. It was about SARS. Oh, geez. And I said, you're such an idiot. <laughs> Goodbye, Nobel. <laughs> yeah, I lost my Nobel in one hour. But what did so, you uh, find? Go, uh, wait, go, the, go there's, the, there's more to this story. Then yeah, I wrote to ahead. a professor, and I said, spike protein eight was found in SARS, and it's a good thing. Is there a spike protein eight in COVID? And he said, boy, that's a smart, smart question. As a matter of fact, yes, we just discovered spike protein eight in COVID. Huh. I said, oh, oh my God. I said, well, in SARS, the spike protein eight is good. It has an immunological function. Does it do that in COVID? He said, we don't know that yet. Hmm. Oh, you better. <laughs> I wanted to say, why don't you guys get on the ball and study? Yeah, really. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's about as technical as my mind could get with dealing with these molecular biologists. They they wrote other things to me that I didn't understand at all. But <laughs> it does seem, it does seem that the crop circle is showing us spike protein eight. So I asked the guy, well, what's the eight stand for? And he said, amino acids. And I wrote to another professor and he said, peptide. I said, well, what the hell is it? Is it amino acid or is it peptides? And then I learned that amino acids make peptides. Hmm. So there are like eight amino acids that make one peptide. Well, it seems as if this crop circle is saying, guys, go and find a spike protein that's got uh, a peptide made out of eight amino acids, and maybe you'll find yourself a cure for the virus. Mm. Wow. So that's as far as I got. I sent it to a couple scientists uh, without mentioning crop circles. Uh -huh. I haven't got much of a reply. Hmm. Hmm. So it's been three months since the video has been out on YouTube. Uh, so uh, have you, have other people 
other well, scientists? Non, non, scientists, non-scientists uh, responded? 10,000 10, people have watched it, but scientists don't watch it. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Wow. So uh, I try to get the word out, and uh, I've sent it to a couple people, and I got close to a couple scientists. No one said it's a stupid idea, but uh, the people who are working on spike proteins seem to be too busy to be looking at the why would no. a psychologist be recommending that they start studying um, a spike <laughs> protein with eight amino acids? Uh, you know, sort of like out in left field. Hmm. Right. And uh, you, ex you also explain very well in your book, in the introduction, about what the consequences are for scientists who might look into uh, crop circles as being possibly of origin, uh, of alien origin. And you said any scientist saying, uh, if, if it turns out that they're wrong and that they're all human-made, uh, any scientist saying otherwise would be duped, uh, embarrassed, and professionally compromised uh, in his career, <laughs> right. his her, her career, and uh, the colleagues would, uh, his colleagues, her colleagues will think that it's unbalanced, mentally unstable, <laughs> unscientific, a quack, Absolutely. a pseudoscientist, all of that, yeah. <laughs> exactly, all of that. Hey, but I'll tell you what, I gave a talk in front of a pretty intelligent audience in uh, Palo Alto, about 70 people, uh, a year ago, on the on my other book, yeah. this guy comes up to me after my talk. He's about 40 years old, short cropped hair, and he says, Jerry, you're on the right track. And I said, what do you mean? He said, mm -hmm. I for the military, and people do take crop circles seriously. seriously? Mm -hmm. I said, really? He said, oh. yes, they do. And I said, tell me more. And he said, sorry, I can't yeah. say any more. And he started to turn around to leave. And I said, hey, don't leave. I want to <laughs> talk to you. I want to know about this. He said, I already said too much. Goodbye. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So there that it, is. There may be somebody in the world who is taking this seriously. Yeah, if it's related to uh, UFOs, uh, there there is a, a serious interest uh, from the military and the uh, the government. Uh, it's been kind of hidden, but it's uh, coming out uh, more and more. Yeah, exactly. When you see uh, articles on the front page of the New York Times about UFOs, then you know something's changing. Something's changing. They're they're they're, they're stopping their denial. Yeah. Jerry, uh, when these when, when, with SARS, were these spiked proteins used to find a cure for it? Do you know? I don't know that. I do oh. all I knew. Uh, I, I, that's a good question. I should have researched that more. But uh, what I did learn was the spike protein eight unleashed what are called. Uh, it's in my. Uh, I wrote a book, a, a very short book that accompanies this video. Yeah, right. I've got the book. I've got oh, well, it talks about them unleashing CTLs, which I forgot what that means, but it means it unleashes killer T-cells, uh -huh. uh, which attack the virus. It, hmm. In other words, it's, it's got the, the seeds of its own destruction. And um, I don't know if the SARS vaccine that were developed exploited that or not. Hmm. Yeah, this is, so why don't they, I mean, if, the, if, if, if these things, if this was made by 
ETs or an ET or whatever. Why don't they just spell it out in English? (laughs) I mean, it seems like they get a kick out of watching us try to decipher and figure out what the message is. I I struggled with that question. And the other question is why are they all in England or most of them? Yeah. 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 So those are very good questions and they're not easy answers. And I've been trying to say, well, if they're all made in England, then maybe they were were made by humans. And if they're all um, in this very abstract language, why? Why can't they speak Uh English? They're so smart. Or say Russian. So why not do these in Nebraska? (laughs) I think uh, I got a couple answers to that. The first answer is that um, I think ET, when, when somebody spots a UFO, the UFO flies away. Right. The UFO disappears. It's like ET does not want, knows that human beings are not ready to deal with the fact that there's an extraterrestrial presence mm-hmm. in our world, and it would scare us and panic us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think ET is communicating in a symbolic language to the elites who pay attention to these uh-huh. things. Right. And the common man says to themselves, oh, that was made by some drunk who went out <laughs> for court. And they say, good, let, let the common man think right. that so yeah. the common man doesn't get scared. Yeah. There was a paper written about UFOs sponsored by the Rand Corporation in the 1950s saying mm-hmm. what would happen if the government told the people that UFOs exist and that report concluded that it would panic people, it would destabilize religion, and it would create a lot of chaos. Well, I think they need a new report. Sec- That's old, 1950. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think, though, that maybe E.T. thinks that um, it's better to stay symbolic and let the right. elites figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way, not everybody is going to uh, have... You know, I, I do believe that if a UFO landed in England and five feet, five beings walked out, it would scare the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah. But there would also be those people out there going, yay, we knew it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we knew you were here. I know, I know. Well, what about the question of uh, the uh, the beings uh, getting the virus? I mean, uh, when, yeah, uh, when, Western, when Europeans went to America, all the uh, Native Americans uh, got sick. <laughs> yeah, with uh, viruses that uh, and diseases that they ha- hadn't been familiar with. And you'd think that if uh, off-planet uh, beings arrived here, that would happen. But who knows what their uh, health care system is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and every, right. every one of those movies, though, contact, the alien always dies from contact with, with Earth. <laughs> right, that's so... Uh, I would imagine if they're smart enough to cross the Milky Way and wherever, <laughs> and if they're thousands of years ahead of us, so uh, it would all, all be kind of Mickey Mouse for them. Right, yeah, probably. Hmm. It, okay, here's a question for you. Is there any, in any of your research, have you found that ETs are responsible for corona? No. Okay. Somebody had asked me that. That's why I asked. No, uh, no. You mean they want to poison us and thin yeah. out the population? <laughs> want to get rid of us. <laughs> they could probably do it, find a better way to yeah. do it if they were interested. You know, it, does, it does occur to you, you know, when you think about it, if you really want to get paranoid and conspiratorial, 
Yeah. When you think of all the things the coronavirus is doing, right. it, it, it could control population growth. Mm -hmm. It is certainly shutting down the carbon and fossil fuel industries and uh, slowing down the greenhouse effects, mm -hmm. cutting. There are positive benefits to it. Yeah, there are. It's slowing our consumption down. We're not spending as much money on silly things. Uh, I don't know, uh, but I think uh, no. I think uh, the more logical thing is this came from um, too close contact between humans and live animals mm -hmm. in a lot. Yeah, and they spread it that way. Yeah. Well, what's the overall message? Do you think that the makers of these crop circles are sending? The overall message is they care about us, and all of their crop circles are benevolent messages to help us along, to help us cure uh, this, to alert us to dangers, to tell mm -hmm. us certain substances we're making that go into this atmosphere that could kill us. Uh, there was a crop circle in my book about the danger of a nuclear explosion in an English uh, nuclear hmm. plant. I think they're benevolent. Uh, they're benevolent, helpful hints to keeping, mm -hmm. uh, after all, we're their children. Jerry, did you know that there was another COVID crop circle that was uh, <clears throat> the internet in, I think it was late April? And this one uh, was very interesting because it had the Microsoft logo in the <laughs> middle of it. <laughs> uh, and, and this one... I don't know if you know about it, but it turned out to be totally fake because it's a, they, they didn't need a field. They It was done digitally. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't know any about that. But Did I'm it look like this? The first time I see a crop circle, I'm always skeptical. Yeah, right. And hmm. uh, yeah. So that, that one was <coughs> definitely uh, human-made, and uh, they didn't even bother going out in the field for that one. Uh-huh. So I was interested in question of... Were you interested in UFOs before crop circles or crop yeah. circles before no. UFOs? First UFOs. Okay. Yeah, it, started, it started when I was a high school, uh, elementary school teacher, 1965. Mm -hmm. a, little, a little girl in my class brought me a piece of aluminum foil-like substance and uh, said, uh, my daddy said I should show you this. I said, uh, okay, what is it? It looks like aluminum foil. She said, Rat, squeeze it. You could squeeze it, and then it would open up. It would, uh, you know, you could crush it like aluminum foil, but uh -huh. as, soon, as soon as you released it, it opened up and held no, no creases. You couldn't cut it. You couldn't puncture it. You wow. And it was, I, I, I thought it was some kind of a NASA thing. I was 20-some years old when this, I didn't know anything about it. Was this then, from Roswell? Because there's yeah, things like that. Yeah. Around 2008, I was reading a book about Roswell, and the guy described this material from Roswell. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I had that material in my hands when I was 26. <laughs> well, who was this little girl? Who was her father? <laughs> That's what I, I had spent almost a year trying to find her out. I mean, I... The, the, I couldn't even remember if I taught fourth grade or fifth grade, but then <laughs> I found there was a Facebook page of, of my, my old students who were like 11 then, and now they're 58. And oh, uh, they have a Facebook page, and they said, oh, yeah, we met, we, we remember you. You were a weirdo. You were always talking about that. 
<laughs> I said, who is the girl? Do you remember this girl who brought this? She said, yeah, she passed it around. I said, what was her name? He said her name was Denise Daly, and she had a twin sister named uh, some other Daly. And I said, good, I'm going to try to find out where her father's gone. I spent six months looking up every Denise Daly, but girls get married and they change their name. Right? Yeah, right. Makes it difficult. So it was really hard, but I finally found the Denise Daly sisters. And they huh. said, sorry, it wasn't us. After seven, after seven months of searching. <laughs> it was frustrating. Wow. I never found a little girl or her father who... What uh, a weird thing to happen. Yeah. That's... God. But other people have touched that material, too. Huh, yeah. Well, I'm really curious. I mean, was her father... Who was her father? Was, or her grandfather? Right, yeah. <laughs> How did this... Well, I don't know. It wasn't the Daly sisters. Uh, so I was on, sent on the wrong... I don't know who it was. Huh. So that got you interested uh, in... No, 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 no. I no. didn't. Get into, I didn't got interested in the UFOs in the 2010. Oh, when well, I read this book that, that talked about discovering these materials at Roswell, <laughs> and it and then they described the, the material that I held uh, many many years earlier. So that's what got me started. Did, okay, I, now I when said, she when she handed you this, did she say where it came from? Nope, she said, my daddy said, I should show you this. Hmm. Hmm. And what and were you supposed she to do? Said, <laughs> try to, she said, try to cut it. And I said, are you sure that I can cut this? I think your daddy wouldn't like that. No, no, go ahead and try to cut it. So I tried to cut it with three different kinds of scissors. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. I, this is as thin as a piece of paper. Huh. Jeez. It's on the cover of my book. It's called The Roswell Foil. Ah, oh, okay. Right. See, we didn't get that book. Okay, then we'll get that book too. <laughs> go, to my, go to my website. You'll see a picture of it. It's called, okay. The website is called collectivepsych.com. And there's a picture of it right there in the cover of the book. Could you say that again, the name of the website? Uh, one word collective psych. Okay. Dot okay. Com. Right. And the Roswell Foil is the name of the book. Yeah, you'll see a picture of the foil right wow. up, right when you open up the book. And that's and that's what you saw, right? It looks the same. Well, I, I I looked all over the internet and tried to find it. I wrote to every scientist and I said, <laughs> "What kind of material was I holding? Was it mylar? Was it Kevlar? Was it this? Was it that? Wasn't invented in 1965. Hmm. What was? It? And nobody could say there was any such material like that that existed. Huh. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, back to the COVID uh, crop circle. Why are you convinced that this one uh, what was made uh, possibly by extraterrestrials rather than a group of uh, epidemiologists working on the cutting edge of COVID research? Well, you think, yeah, okay. <laughs> let's, let's take that as a hypothesis. We have a group of epidemiologists, MDs, PhDs, right? Yeah, and right in the middle of a pandemic, and they're <laughs> working on it. And they said, "Oh, let's go out and vandalize a farmer's field." <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. A, a team of epidemiologists would cause three thousand dollars to damage to a farmer's field, 
and do it so perfectly. I mean, that takes, you have to rehearse to do that. You can't do that at 12 o'clock at midnight. Yeah, with no, with no lights. You. How do you do that? How do you get those eight little tufts absolutely perfectly done that way? I mean, everything's very trim, too, in this. I mean, there's no little rough edges sticking out, nothing like that. And it's 200 meters long. Wow. So let's say there's an artist, though, that's interested in COVID. Would they have had that knowledge at that point to uh, what, create what they did? Uh, yeah, that's the other issue. Mm. When did they discover this SP-8? Yeah. Hmm. It, it was after the crop circle, not before. Hmm. No, I, wait, I take that back. They learned about SP-8 before the crop circle went down. But they didn't know that SP8 had an immunological function in COVID at the huh. time. So this is this state. This is state of the art uh, science in this crop circle. Hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. So you'd think uh, it might take an ep epidemiologist and uh, with a to create it <laughs> and a, a crew of uh, you know crop circle specialists to <laughs> get out there and do this, which. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems... Uh, what, do you have a date for when this appeared? It was May 29th. Mm -hmm. May 29th, okay. And your YouTube video came out about mid-June? Yeah, about three weeks later. I wanted to get it out fast. Yeah. yeah right. But I had to learn a lot of things in a very short time. Hmm. Yeah, okay, you said there are no footprints leading to the crop circle. Um, but are footprints, would they usually be visible from the air? Yeah. They would? Well, I mean, uh, you would, uh, you, if you look at some crop circles, you can see uh, footprints going in and out. Mm -hmm. But if you get, get a close up of the crop circle, I'll, I'll explain something to you. Okay. Uh, there. You yeah. see those lines? Those are called tram lines. You mean yeah, the, double, right. the parallel yeah. lines? Those are for the tractor. Right. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Well, the hoaxers, they walk carefully up and down those tram lines right. so that they can disguise their footprints. Oh, interesting. Okay? Mm -hmm. So they can uh, fool people and so people think, aha, there are no footprints, therefore aliens made it. <laughs> hmm. That's one of, one of their the techniques. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, have you ever had an encounter? Nope. Just by Roswell foil. Okay. <laughs> Just a right, yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, no, no UFO sightings? <laughs> no, no, they don't uh, come to me in my dreams, and I never <laughs> saw a UFO. Uh, so I have no, no experience with ET. Mm -hmm. Okay. Except through these messages. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a bit about your uh, book, uh, Me Messages from the Gods, a scientific exposition of... Um, on the extraterrestrial origins of uh, crop circles. I went through a number of crop circles and discarded some. Uh, and I tried to always say to myself, "Is you know, is it, is anybody taking credit for this?" Mm -hmm. One saying, "Yeah, I made it. Yeah, I made it." And if, sometimes there would be pe people who say, "Yeah, I made it." And then I said, "Wait a minute. This crop circle is about two uh, neutron stars merging." into a magnetar. Can you tell me what more, uh, do you know how, 
what do you know about neutron stars? And that's when the guy stopped emailing me. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you press them, uh, these are not physicists and mathematicians. These Mm -hmm. are are people who like to uh, pull off a hoax and they they have meetings and they say, here's a better way to do it. And here's a better way. What do they use? What kind of... In the beginning, they used boards and and PVC pipe, but now they use some kind of microwave ovens and Hmm. uh, other kinds of techniques to try to get things smoother. Uh, I'm I'm not too interested in their technologies. Um, There's a video called Secrets of Deception on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you watch it, it'll show how they make a crop circle in the middle of the night. God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the movie Signs? <laughs> yeah, I did. What? With Mel Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah that one. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, that's about the only movie I can think of that had crop circles right. in it. So your first... Uh, Crop circle that you talk about in Message of the God is was one that was near a nuclear plant, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So uh, you went into a lot of detail on that one, very similar to what you did with COVID. Um, how do you know all that information about uh, nuclear research? And, uh, it's called on-the-job training. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you when you see it, you say, well, this has to do with nuclear power, and I don't know anything about nuclear power, yeah. so I better start learning. And mm-hmm. I'd write to a scientist, and I'd say, uh, <laughs> how, what are nuclear particles in the periodic table? And huh. How many electron shells do they have? And uh, usually they have. And this crop circle had six. And I said, well, I don't even know what an electron shell is, but uh, are there any radioactive elements that have six electron shells? And the guy said, yes, as a matter of fact, there are three. So that's how I I learned Hmm. about these things. Now, have you gone to England to see them in person? I wanted to. I I had it all. I was going to. And then we had this COVID thing this year. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I guess you can't see much from the ground level anyhow, can you? No, but it'd be cool just to walk around yeah. and just take a look. Yes, and people, you know, they pick up radiation. And most of the people who go to visit them see a spiritual dimension. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Crops that uh, this is a healing, spiritual message. And I, I'm one of the few people who does not approach it that way. And mm-hmm. Here yeah, I am, have, a psychologist, but I, have, I, don't, I don't see it as... Uh, as healing uh, spiritual messages to heal the human race. Mm-hmm. I see these as scientific messages to benefit the human race in its uh, quest for survival. Mm. As, a, as a retired psychologist, do you see anything archetypal about these? Uh, a couple, not much. Mm-hmm. They're all in the form of mandalas. Uh-huh. A mandala is a a form, a circular form, that Carl Jung described, right. psychiatrist, which is a form of unification. Mm-hmm. So, in that, that sense, all of the crop circles have that that quality, that and is a whole message. It's a message of integration and unity. 
And that right. is indeed sort of archetypal. Yeah. yeah. Well, in some ways, you know, from some, this, the major picture here kind of reminds me of the symbol of the tree of life. That's what someone else said, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So how long do, have crop circles existed? What's the well, history? all the way back to the mid uh, the Middle Ages, but most of the crop circles seem to have appeared since World War II. Hmm. And the increasingly complex ones in the last couple of decades. Yeah. What were the ones from the Middle Middle Ages? What did those look like? Uh, it's in my, it's in my book. It's oh, uh, is it? okay. The, it's called the Devil's Yeah something. I saw, I saw that right. Yeah, it's I'll an, have to read an, that chapter. An engraving. Yeah, and they were uh, either crop circles or they were hoaxes made to uh, scare people into uh -huh. thinking the devil did. Right, yeah. So it's religious overtones. Yeah. Can, uh -huh. can I throw in a, yeah, a random question? Yeah. Uh, any Ever given any thought to maybe any connection to Stonehenge as to why these crop circles seem to crop up? Oh, that's... Well, didn't mean to, didn't mean to do that. Uh, or yeah. in, in this area of the world, any any. And in fact, some of them are very very close to Stonehenge. Yeah, that always reinforces the idea that they are made by human beings who find these landmarks and put them there. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't, can't uh, answer the question other than to say my best guess is that if uh, I was ET and I put a crop circle in. Polish people take pictures of the crop circle from the ground. They don't have drones, so you don't see the image right. clearly. And you need to see them clearly from above to get the whole idea. So in England, people pay attention to crop circles, mm -hmm. and they catalog them. And so maybe that's the reason. But they do put crop circles in Kansas and Canada, New Zealand and uh -huh. France. But the majority, about over 50%, come into England. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think if I were to, uh, one uh, possible answer is that uh, that the English pay more attention to them and document them better. Yeah. So as a psychologist, here's the question that uh, seems relevant. Why do people make crop circles, the human ones? Uh, two reasons. One, they're pranksters, and they like to have a good joke. And uh, they have a little community of crappies, and they say, ha, 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 we did it, and we fooled you. Mm -hmm. And the second is uh, more sinister, a government-sponsored disinformation campaign. You know, I was going to bring that. That's what I was going to bring up. That I believe these crappies get their money, and some of their money, from the government to say, go out and make a crop circle, do it as good as you can, mm -hmm. so that people will think it was made by aliens, and then you'll say they weren't, and then they'll start to convince everybody that they're all made mm -hmm. by humans. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's, that has been very successful. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. And that goes along with uh, the elements of uh, UFO research as well. Uh, yes. And how uh, cases that are really good tend to uh, suddenly fall apart uh, when something comes up uh, related to them that uh, se seems to make us all dis dismiss the, that it was real. It's just another misinformation campaign. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Hmm. That's interesting. John, you have anything else? Uh, yeah, no, I think, I mean, you guys have covered it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I just yeah, think this is fascinating. Yeah, well, what's your next project? Mm-hmm. I'm working on, uh, uh, I'm concerned with COVID. And, and this has nothing to do with UFOs or crop circles, but it has to do with um, whether or not uh, COVID is going to cause economic collapse mm-hmm. from uh, the way it's pro- affecting the economy. And uh, I'm just in the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you mean you're just researching it or are you? Yeah, I'm just researching. I, I'm, uh, no, I'm no place ready to be finished with it. But I do think we're... We're kind of out of control in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know. Seems that way. Uh, I think your state and our state, California and Florida, are really out of control. And Texas. And Texas, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's quite serious. Yeah. So, uh, we're, in, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic here. So I think that that's an important crop circle. I hope that, yeah, I do uh, too. I hope they, I knew some people who are working on spike proteins for um, looking for a cure for a therapeutic. So let's hope, yeah. you know, when when we do find a drug that works, maybe we'll come back and say, ah, you see? Yeah. There it was. <laughs> it's here in the spike. Yeah. Or maybe there'll be another crop circle that will offer <laughs> more information. Yeah. Well, and here, here's one related to COVID-19. Uh, I mean, so in your research on the virus, uh, what, you know, a lot of misinformation or just, or just, or just, you know, we're still trying to obviously figure out exactly what it's, it's a novel virus. We're trying to figure out what it's <clears throat> capable of, but it seems like it's on a, I've heard like a three month, you know, cycle as far as, you know, we're, we're used to the flu, you know, uh, uh, evolving every October, November, you know, once a year mm-hmm. we get a new, some new strains. What, what have you, do you have any observations on how fast this virus is, mutating. is evolving? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to be mutating rapidly, but the more cases of COVID there are, the greater the probability that a more lethal, uh, strain will evolve. I just read, Hmm. Last week, a more contagious strain seems to have appeared in the Philippines, but hmm. I haven't had that confirmed. And then the, another story is that the, a, a less lethal strain is now making its way around Europe. Hmm. Uh, I don't know enough about the medical uh, side of COVID to know uh, much more about the danger of new strains, but I did check with a uh, microbiologist, a, a biophysicist, he said that yes, as as the number of cases increases, the number of infections hmm. worldwide increases the probability that a uh, a mutation will arise that is more lethal. Hmm. Yeah, so this could be a long term situation oh, for us, not just uh, not just twenty uh, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this guy, Scott Gottlieb on CNBC, he used to be the head of the CDC. He says he thinks COVID is going to come under control in January with the advent of that vaccine and the vaccination of millions of people. Uh, The cases will come down, the deaths will come down, and we'll get a handle on it. That's Scott Redfield from 
the Scott, CDC. Uh, Scott Gottlieb, I think his name. Oh, is. Uh, okay. Well, the thing is, I, I, I mean, they had so much trouble just dispensing PPEs and the other stuff that hospitals and and people needed. I, I don't see how they're going to be able to vaccinate 350 million people. Well, uh, they need Rapidly. to vaccinate 7 billion people. Yeah, 7 billion, that's yeah. true, yeah. China's got a vaccine they're spreading around, and Russia's already testing something. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, want to I wouldn't I wanna take that Russian one. No. Well, it's uh, or the Chinese. Well, we, uh, <laughs> if they work, they work. And, yeah, you know, sure. China's got good, yeah. science, good science, too. But um, you wonder how much... Our you wonder how okay. much they have. Wait, wait, he's talking. Okay. You, you just faded out there, Jerry. AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson seem to have the, the leading candidates for a vaccine right now. Yeah. And uh, they could be ready to go by January. Oh, well, that'd be great. It seems like the usually for vaccines, it takes uh, two, three years. Or four or five. Of research, yeah. So would you get a shot if, uh, if they said it was ready? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I'd want to know. I want. I'd like to see how other people react to the shot first. <laughs> I don't want to be a guinea pig. Exactly. A yeah. few hundred thousand people. How are you doing in Florida, you guys? Isn't it a little dangerous for you? Well, I mean, supposedly our cases are down from like ten thousand new cases a day to about three thousand. But I don't. I don't trust the statistics because I, I think what's happened is that testing has fallen off. Yeah, and you know when you go outside, uh, you know to the grocery store, and uh, everybody's wearing masks basically. But which helps. Yeah, which helps. But uh, you know, restaurants are open, but mostly sometimes gyms are open. Yeah, uh, you can eat inside or outside the, on the restaurants. We have, we've go to restaurants and eat outside. Uh, not we're not interested in going inside at this point. But, uh, you know, and the people who are working the restaurants, uh, you know, everybody is protected. And so, you know, we're trying to trying to live our lives as, as best we can. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's my wife is a lot more conservative. We uh, we don't go to restaurants. We The only thing we do is go shopping. Uh, we oh. have, haven't seen our children in a year. Uh, oh. Yeah. And we Zoom all the time. But uh, yeah. Well, we do go to Orlando, where our daughter lives. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've had the virus myself. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, in March I had it uh, for three weeks, and every well, night we didn't know it was COVID. Yeah, though, yeah we know. didn't know it was COVID, but uh, I was finally tested for antibodies, and they came back positive. So I guess I, I had it. And every night I would get sick. I would have a fever. Uh, got up to 102, and I got to the point where I just felt one night it's either going to get worse and i'm going to end up in the hospital or it's going to get better and after that my fever went down to like 99 in the next few days and it just, then it just disappeared but then for another at least 10 days i had this dry cough it uh, just hung on uh, it was very very annoying but the worst part was fatigue i had uh serious fatigue uh during this period uh, of t uh, time while I had the virus, where I would just sometimes just have to sit down or lie down, or I would fall down. I mean, it, it was uh, not not much greater than the sense of just being tired. And that, also, my sister, her son, his wife, and her mother all came down with it in Georgia. 
which has had a spike in cases recently. Yeah, and uh, oddly enough, I got the virus because I was going to uh, medical facilities. Uh, I was going to have a, uh, a elective surgery. A, an elective surgery, and so I had to get uh, cl medical clearance, which required me to go to uh, four different medical facilities, including a, a blood lab. And, uh, and this was like in early March, right yeah, before and, the pandemic was. And nobody was <laughs> in those offices was wearing uh, wearing masks at that time in, in early March. Let me ask uh, you this. Uh, do you have any uh, long-term consequences, swollen ankles or anything like that? Not really. Uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I, I feel I feel pretty good. My sister said that she had this loss of sense of taste kind of lingered for about 10 days after she was done with yeah, it. Yeah, I never had that problem that people uh, have about taste either. But what I just did not feel like eating. I just had no appetite at all. And right. uh, I immediately lost five pounds uh, within a couple of days. But, and so I kind of forced myself to eat, uh, but I, I did, just didn't have an appetite. Yeah, and I'll throw in for what it's worth, and, and it's anecdotal, but uh, one of my high school classmates, his family of five had the virus. He was the only one that came out of it with the lack of taste and smell for huh. like a, a, almost a month. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. No, I wouldn't it's like interesting that. How, uh, how many different reactions there are to the same thing. Uh, yeah. We have a friend who just uh, uh, was uh, didn't believe in masks and said it's all a hoax. And <laughs> they had a family reunion, and the, the daughter, the second daughter, the niece, all got it. And then the grandfather and the grandmother got it, and they're in their mm. 80s. And they yeah. just took her to the emergency room uh, yesterday. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you just don't know what's going on because Trish was right with me. I was me here. I never caught she it. She never caught it. So. Yeah. Anyway, I think I have to go now. You're right. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Well, it was great talking to you, yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Great talking to you, Jerry. And yes. if you got new stuff coming up, let us know. We'd love to have you back on. Uh, okay. I might have something in about a month. Okay. okay. All right. Just Thank you so know. much for inviting me. I really appreciate the, the yeah, nice. Yeah, and and good luck with the fire situation yeah. out there. Yeah. I'll, let me look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. Take care. All right. You okay. Thank bye you. Bye, bye. bye now. Thanks for listening to The Mystical Underground. Listen to the podcast at www.themysticalunderground.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Visit the blog, blog.synchrosecrets.com. Visit the book site, phenomena111.com. Send us email, podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening, and stay mystical.